Hey there, and welcome back to the Mama with a Calling podcast. This is Alexia here for the Monday episode, all about motivation and encouragement straight from scripture this week that is going to um, hopefully inspire you uh, as you're going through anything you're doing with your business. But in particular, today's um, nugget, I guess, of wisdom is going to be about how to stand up for something that you believe in, that you know you're supposed to do, that you know is truth, even when those around you are not. So I know I talk about this in a number of episodes. Um, I kind of mentioned this all throughout because I really think that one of the hardest things that we have to do when we feel called by God to quit our jobs, be home with our kids and run this business is we have to go against the grain. Right. So there are people all around us who are telling us that it's crazy to try to quit your job. Like you have this career, you're in this job. You're also surrounded by people who are literally focusing on growing their career and moving up the, you know, the corporate ladder. And when you're trying to go out of it, you're trying to get off the ladder. It, It just seems very counterintuitive. Also, when you are trying to grow a business, There are people that are going to say, like, why are you starting a business? What are you doing? But not only that, when you go to start the business, there are going to be so many people that are going to say what you should and shouldn't do, what you should and shouldn't focus on, all of that. You're going to have family, friends, all of it. All of the steps along the way are full of opposition. And even when you finally start working from home and you finally are there, you might think, like, I'm here. I've done it. I've arrived. But no. That is just the beginning, or I guess the beginning of the end kind of a thing. Like you are now on this lifelong journey where you are now stepping into that fully. Now you have to, you know, wrap yourself around being an entrepreneur, this new identity and all of that. And then you face different kinds of opposition. There are still going to be people who are going to actually, they could oppose you in your business, meaning that you may say or do something that people don't like. And they're going to start coming against you. Um, You can have people write blog posts about you, do podcast episodes, who knows? And all of these things are are opposition, are, are hurdles along the way that if you're not prepared for them, they can be really, really hard. And this is especially true if you're a people pleaser. Um, I can say that from experience because I am definitely recovering and still recovering from being a people pleaser because... When you have lived your life in a way to where you have always done well in school, you always got the good grades, you always, you know, never got in trouble, you did the thing, you have this degree, you had this career, people are always kind of, um, you know, look how smart she is, look how amazing she's doing, all of those things. And suddenly you are facing this opposition. It can be really, really challenging. So I was reading this weekend in Galatians and reading about uh, Paul's story, and it just keeps standing out to me that there is an importance in knowing what you believe in and being willing to stand up for that, even if people are more influential than you, even if they're you know more quote unquote respected than you, they might think they're a guru in the business world, or it could be a mentor that comes against you or whatever. You have to be willing to know what you believe in and stand in that truth. I mean, in my own life, this has been defined for me as boundaries, right? If you've heard of that concept of creating your own boundaries, and that means you, you know, imagine you have a yard and you have a fence around it. 
And everything in your yard is what you believe, what you stand for, what you value, what you want, what you want to do with your time, what you want to do with your money, whatever that is, you know, your beliefs, all of it. And the boundaries are because like everybody around you has their own yard. They have their own boundaries and their whatever's over there in their yard has no influence on what you are doing in your yard. And what you're doing shouldn't affect what they're doing. But a lot of times people don't understand that. And so they don't like it that your yard looks better than theirs or whatever their perception is. And they get offended and they'll try to come in and change what you believe, right? They're trying to change the boundary. And if you are not secure in your boundary and know exactly what you believe in and why you believe it and why you're doing what you're doing, as soon as someone pushes against your boundary line, you're either going to fight them and resist them and cause friction. You know, you might end up losing friendships or whatever, or and like a lot of stress. And, and that's where a lot of your negative emotion can come. You feel a lot of judgment, shame, um, you know, any of those things like you're doing something wrong because people are telling you differently if you don't know what your boundaries are and what you value or you will get changed by what they're wanting you to do. When they push in, you're going to say, you know what, you're right. I'm supposed to do it this way, even if it's not what you're supposed to do, because you are just at the ebb and flow of what people believe. And so you morph so that there's no friction. There's no, there's no conflict around these boundaries because you're just, you don't have any boundaries at that point. And that's where you're saying, I don't really know what my values are. I just want everybody to be happy. And so I'm just going to keep changing what I believe, what I focus on, what I'm doing so that everybody around me is happy. But if that's you, you know that that is very hard to do. You will never make everybody happy. And when you try to live like that, you are constantly at the mercy of people's opinions, judgments, you know, their emotions, all of that. So I can say all this because I have been on this journey. I had no idea what boundaries were until earlier this year. And just it's been such an eye opener for me and explains so much in my business and in my life. And I want to share that with you. And it even amazes me when I see this in the Bible. So I was reading in Galatians and, you know, there are no, there, like I said, there are a number of examples of this, but this particular example, as it applies to um, Paul is in Galatians 1.10. And he said, if I were still trying to please people, I would not be a servant of Christ. And I was like, well, isn't that just such a true statement? So if you are trying to please people, and if that's the only thing that matters to you, it's going to be hard to go after what God's asking you to go after, to do the things that he wants you to do. To be a servant of Christ means he is saying things that people don't like. They don't like that he's teaching them this new religion, basically, that he's causing people to turn away from their other religions and to accept Christ and to follow Christ and all of that. But in the same way, it applies to our businesses today. If you're going to do what God wants you to do, people are not always going to like it. And if that's what you care about, are people's opinions of you and that they like it, it may not mean that you get to do what God's asking you to do because people aren't going to like it. Jesus said that the world first hated him. And so therefore we should expect that the world's going to hate us. And that is what comes with following after what God has put on your heart. When we truly submit ourselves to him and give our lives to him and say, I will do what you need me to do. People are going to scoff and look at it and challenge it and all of that. And if we're not prepared to stand strong in that, we're going to cave. We're not going to be able to do the thing 
because like I said, we're just kind of at the ebb and flow of other people's opinions, or we're going to be like fighting and angry. And that's not really what God, how God wants us to handle it. Right. So as I went on into Galatians, um, I was reading about how Peter had showed some hypocrisy in his actions. So he was eating with the Gentiles and saying that was fine. But then when people came from Jerusalem that were under James, so James was over the church in Jerusalem, when he was sending people over, then Peter was acting like, oh, it's not okay for me to sit with the Jewish people. And he would separate himself. So that was a Jewish, um, I guess, requirement law. And on one hand, Paul was seeing him do two different things. He was being hypocritical. And this is found in Galatians 2, 11 through 14. So let me just read that for you. It says, this is from the CSB version. It says, but when Cephas or Peter came to Antioch, I opposed him to his face because he stood condemned for he regularly ate with the Gentiles before certain men came from James. However, when they came, he withdrew and separated himself because he feared those from the circumcision party or the Jewish people. Then the rest of the Jews joined his hypocrisy so that even Barnabas was led astray by their hypocrisy. But when I saw that they were deviating from the truth of the gospel, I told Peter in front of everyone, if you who are Jew live like a Gentile and not like a Jew, how can you compel Gentiles to live like Jews? And I just, when I read that, I thought, wow, he stood up against Peter, like the Peter, you know, and said, like, this isn't okay. And and Paul goes on to basically say, they are not better than me. I am also an apostle. Jesus called me and told me what I know. And this is the truth. He has the gospel of grace. There is grace for us because without grace, if you don't, if you are going to follow the law, you don't need grace. Then why did Jesus die? What was the point? So if you need grace, then that means you do not have to be under the law. And therefore grace is needed and you do not have to do these legalistic things that the Jews were trying to tell the Christians that they needed to do in order to be Christians. So you can read that in Galatians more. But what just stood out to me was just, I was just amazed by Paul saying, you know what? I know what I know. I know what Jesus told me. I know what the truth is. And if I see it being done differently by someone like Peter. Now, not to say that he goes around calling people out just to call them out. It doesn't mean go and and create a platform where you're calling people out all the time. But he knew that it was going to lead people astray. And it didn't matter who Peter was. It didn't matter how amazing everybody thought he was. He's like, no, you can't do that. Like you got to to be true because he knew it was going to lead the Gentiles astray. They had started to believe that they needed to follow these Jewish rules, the Jewish law in order to be Christians. And Paul's saying, no, it's grace and love. You don't have to do that. You're missing the point. So not to get theological and all that, but, but to say that sometimes, like I was saying, we have to go against somebody. Imagine if the preacher at your church or something or somebody, let's, let's say, Someone in your space, someone who is a big, you know, online business person, and they are teaching that everybody needs to, I don't know, follow law of attraction or something. And you're like, no, and you are willing to stand against that you are willing to stand in what you believe, because you're like, it's not right. 
and people are going to come after you. They're going to come against you. Or like bringing it back to working, you know, creating your own business. People around you are going to say, what are you doing? You're not supposed to do that. How can you do that? You did all those years of school. You need to stay in here. Like don't even, you're, that's crazy to do that. But you have to be willing to say, you know what? I know what I know. And I know what God's asked me to do. And he wants me to live my life for him. And so I'm doing it. And that is going to speak volumes, not only to them, but to you. And then of course, to God, the obedience is what matters. So I wanted to encourage you with that today that that you would stand strong in what you believe, what you're doing, keep pursuing your calling. And don't let the negativity, the opposition sway you or deter you one way or the other. This is why it is so, so important that you know, that you know, no, 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 that God has called you to this. And you are secure in where God is calling you, why he's calling you, and that he's going to provide for you, that he has a plan for you, that his timing is perfect. And if that means that right now you're focused on being a stay-at-home mom instead of really ramping up your business, that's okay because it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. It matters what God has told you, and that is your truth. And what the Bible says is the truth. So I hope that encourages you this week. And in the meantime, keep pursuing your calling. Thanks for listening to the Mama with a Calling podcast. As always, you'll find the show notes for today's episode at mamawithacalling.com slash podcast. Really quick before you head out, are you loving these episodes? To make sure this podcast gets in the ears of as many mamas as possible, please head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. And while you're there, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out on any future episodes. I'm going to be reading your reviews on the podcast, so I can't wait to hear from you. Also, if you know someone that needs to hear these episodes, grab a screenshot and share it on Instagram. And don't forget to tag me at Mama with a Calling so I can share it in my stories. Until next time, keep pursuing your calling.